0: Jesus, you.
1: God, Jesus Lord, and Lord, and Lord. Lord, and Lord, and Lord. Glory, glory,
0: glory, glory,
1: glory no. Yes, Lord oh, I just needed a moment for myself Yes, say, yes, 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 Jesus Yes, Jesus I give honor to the Lord Jesus my beloved
0: wife, amen.
1: Thank mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you, know, Jesus. Yeah. And, and for
0: Jesus, I that to
1: the Lord of you. Amen. I think my message is going to be uh, fairly short. Amen. I hope that you will get what you need to do in mm-hmm. this devotional service. That amen. So um, if y'all would, just stand with me one more time as I go before the Lord in prayer. One more time, thank you, Lord Jesus. thank you,
0: Lord Jesus. Father God, we come before you once again. We thank you for this day, God. We thank you
1: for your presence in the house, Lord Jesus. And right now, Lord, I ask that you would move me out of the way, God, that you would deliver this word to your people, God, that it would be exactly what they need, God. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for working in the midst of of everything that, that's going on in our life, God, being a us and God, for just being you, God, for just loving us, God. And so right now, Lord, we ask that you would feed us, Lord, from on high, God. Give us your marathon today,
0: God. Give us our daily bread, Lord. And, and Lord, we just ask, God, that
1: you would just keep us and hold us, shape us and mold us, Lord Jesus, in this moment, God. So we thank you, Lord. We praise you. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So, um, once again, I just thank God for this day. Um, I just thank God for His presence in the house. Um, I hope and I pray that the word that He's given me on the day will be what you need. Um, I just, I, I need y'all with me, amen, yeah. to just touch me in the green. um, for so many things that I can't even name, some of them I can't, I can't even speak, amen, I just know, I just feel that I, I need y'all, yes. so I'll just pray for your pastor as I, as I bring forth the word on today, just continuing in our series, we know that we've been talking about in times of distress, and I'm so thankful for, um, Sir Johnson, and I'm so thankful for Teacher Tony and just the Bible study and the lesson that they have been bringing and how they've been reminding us of all, you know, the word that God has been giving us in this series. Um, and on this Sunday, I, I, I want to use the word quality, um, and God just gave me this last night, y'all, and, and it was because I was sitting praying, and I've I, I been reading all week. And I just, it ain't a whole lot of key words, amen, in the Bible.
0: Um,
1: But I just thank God for, you know, what he's given me. And I want to talk about the quality of the gospel. And what I mean by that is, you know, I just had a, a few notes that I wrote down when he was giving me this last night. And I just began to think, and I want you all to know, and I hope the same is true for you, that my witness is important to me. Amen. My witness is important to me. How I live is important to me. And I want you all to think and feel and care deeply about things. And what I mean by that is like, I never want to be so comfortable that certain things don't matter to me anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't want to be so comfortable that I just begin to say, well, God's just going to work it out. And I don't or care or feel anything about it. I just throw it off on God and I don't have any personal feelings about it myself. And all that is dependent on the quality of the gospel that we have, the quality of the good news we have. And what I mean by that is if his word it's truly good news to you. It's going to make you care deeply about things and people. You're going to want to give it to other people. If it's really good to you, if you really believe that it's true, if you really believe that his word is true, if you really believe that he can do exceedingly abundantly more, if you really believe that by his stripes we are healed, if you really believe like all of those things, if you really believe in the good news, it's going to change how you witness. It's going to change how you talk to people. It's going to change what you desire and you hope for when it comes to people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so my goal and God has just been reminding me of that, he, you know, through his word and 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 also like he does so many times through my wife, you know she, she just helps me to focus. And my goal y'all, my goal has always been to save yes. souls, yes. right? Yes. Yes. It's never been to have a big church. It's never been to be seen. It's never it's mm-hmm. never been to be connected to a whole bunch of people. It's always been, from the very beginning, my goal has always been to save souls,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes I get so caught up in, in how God is going to do it, but I have to like go back. She, he always takes me back, and my wife took me back yesterday. He always takes me back to how I started. And when I started, I, you know, when I, when I stepped into the church the first time and heard a word that actually convicted me, one of the parts of that sermon was that you haven't died for anyone. The pastor was preaching and she said, you haven't got up on the cross for anybody. You haven't died for anyone. And I just say that because God just reminds me like, I'm not the one that's ultimately doing any work. I'm not saving anybody. All he's asking me to mm-hmm. do is to make sure that the quality of my witness Amen. reflects who he is. Amen. Amen. And if he be lifted up, then he's gonna save people. Amen. Amen. Right. And so, you know, my witness is important because I'm, I'm I'm looking for this thing, right? I'm looking for this unexplainable thing, and it makes me think some of you all have had have had heard the testimony. About that Christmas Eve when I was smoking with my sister. Right? And 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 all of a sudden the spirit of the Lord just fell on me. And it's before I was even going to church, before I even knew anything about Jesus, the spirit of the Lord fell on me, and I looked at my sister, and I just began to weep. And I just began to cry. And as I was crying, the Lord just saw I just saw all He showed me all of these people that I had known in my past. That I knew right then and all these people that I was going to know in the future. And he told me and and he showed me, he said, this is the key to make them happy. But he didn't show me what the key was. And that started my search, right? And so it's like to this day, I'm still looking for this unexplainable thing. And when I say to this day, I'm still, I know that Jesus is the answer. But now... I'm looking for, I want to see that. I want to see, I want other people to know Jesus, right? And so I'm looking for this unexplainable thing in them. I have it in myself now, right? At the time, I didn't know what it was, but I I found Jesus, and I have it in myself now. And so now I'm driven by, I want to see this unexplainable thing. I want to see this unexplainable, too big for word, God, In the life of other people. And it's like I can't explain. Like you just know. When a person loves God. You can't explain how they love God. Or why they love God. Or like. You can't really put it into words, but you just know that they love Jesus. And so that's what drives me, even when it comes to preaching to this very small congregation. Even when I know y'all have Jesus or you love him, I'm still looking for more Jesus because I know that he is greater and bigger than even what we have. right? So that's what drives me. Right. So I want the quality of my witness, I want the quality of my study, the quality of my preaching, the quality of my life, the quality of how I am on my job, the quality of the gospel or the word that's in me to be so good that other people just want to know who he is because of how I live. The quality of the gospel. In times of distress, people need the real thing. They need quality, mm-hmm. and so I, I I wrote down that you know when I when I don't see when I don't see Jesus in a person's life, I don't judge them. It just makes me want to preach and teach and live out the gospel even more. Mm-hmm. When I see that a person doesn't have Jesus, and y'all, the where the where this is coming from is, you know I um. We had a person who who found us on Facebook, and the lady, you know, so many times when a person is in need, you think the only thing that they the only thing that they want is money, right? You just think, especially when a person is poor, you just think, oh, they just begging for money. But the lady was just saying that she her her daughter just got a job at McDonald's. She doesn't have any way to get there, and she was calling around to churches. In order to find a ride to get her daughter to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, I just had to try something. And she was just like, it's worth a try.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just started thinking, like, her daughter had to be working at seven. Like, I just started thinking, like, God, I so desire to have the resources to just be able to do that. From like, there's churches on every corner. Why does this lady have to go? this it's like if I had the money, I would just buy her daughter a car. I don't even know if she would use it for the purpose. Right. I don't right. even know if she would use it for the purpose that I'm giving it to her for. But I would give it to her if I had it, mm-hmm. just so I could say, God is giving you this, mm-hmm. not me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. And then we, you know, we had that the other situation where the young lady needed a $147 to get her windshield fixed. The drive to Atlanta to see her baby that's in the hospital and she's calling churches and they're not returning her call. I'm like a hundred and forty seven dollars? That's all you need, like. Mm-hmm. And so that just like that makes I'm like, what are what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like what are all these churches actually doing? Where where is the quality of our of our witness? So so my witness is important to me a lot and, and so um you know I was gonna read to you all first Corinthians the third chapter, but I, I really don't I really don't wanna read it now. I really don't wanna read it now. I, I really just I really just need y'all to understand that as Paul is talking in these he's talking about what it means to be spiritually mature and he's talking about how a lot of times Christians argue over basically who's getting the credit. Who's getting the credit? And and Paul is basically saying it doesn't matter who gets the credit. He says one person might plant the seed, one person might water the seed, but ultimately God is the person that's going to make that thing grow. And so as I'm reading this last night and as I'm studying this, God, I'm like, Lord, please just help me to focus on what you call me to do, whether I'm the person that's planting the seed, mm-hmm. because y'all, you know, so many times and as, as I'm going through devotion and I'm, I'm just thanking God and he's just reminding me and, I, and I'm and i feeling his presence and I'm feeling his power on my life, it's, 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 it's hard sometimes when you plant seeds and then you don't see you don't see them grow mm-hmm. and what I mean by that, y'all almost every Sunday various people tell me that they're going to come to church and it's not the fact that I just want them here it's like I I, I would prefer that they would just tell me they're not like I would prefer that they just don't show up than to tell me that they're coming when they're not going to come because that that makes me sad for Jesus I'm like what are you doing? That, what are you doing that's more important that you got the lie and saying you're gonna come to church and you don't? Like what's why even tell that lie? Just don't come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God just like I'm praying, and sometimes it's discouraging because it feels like it's you, right? It feels like you're not praying hard enough. And what I'm saying, this is not just like a person, these are not people that I just have met in passing and say, come to church. And I'm, I'm talking about years of sowing and planting. And you know that these people are hurting and you know that they need Jesus. And you've sown and you planted and you still can't get them to make a commitment. You know, sometimes even if it's your children or your family, you, you've planted all these things and you still can't get them to make a commitment to the Lord. And it makes you feel like the quality of your witness. Is what's lacking. But as I was reading it, God just reminded me, like, well, son, maybe all I needed you to do was plant the seed. But somebody else gonna water it and somebody else gonna see it grow, and somebody else is gonna reap the benefit of that. But why were you doing it in the first place? Was it for you or if it was or was it for me? Amen.
0: Amen.
1: And so the quality of the seeds that I plant is the depend- is important. So if I'm the seed planter, what I plant has to be quality. If I'm the person that's watering it, it has to be quality. Anything I do is dependent on the quality of the gospel. Not that I just sit up here and talk about it, but the quality of what I live or what I live out. Because what I, the other part that I'm starting to realize is, it's like, what if you plant a seed, right? And you walk away or you just give up on it. And then when it actually begins, the bear fruit, you know, you, 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 you're gone. Sometimes God just wants us, if, if you've ever planted anything, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. And sometimes we give up before we see the, the, the harvest. And that's one of the fruits of the spirit, y'all, is, is that long suffering. Yeah. And as much as I say that, you know, as much as as we say we're gonna be patient and we long stuff, we still try to put a time frame on when we when it's when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. And so, also in that same, also in that same um, chapter, Paul talks about us being God's building and us using the gift that God has given us. And 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 Paul says um, that he's an expert builder. And the reason that he classifies himself as an expert builder is because he lays the foundation even though somebody else might build on it. And so it's that same example of one person planting the seed and the other person watering. Sometimes God just wants you to lay the foundation and then somebody else builds on it. So God was just saying, son, you're just responsible for laying a quality foundation. Right? So, so I have to remember that as pastor of 3PD, I'm just responsible for laying a quality foundation with my preaching and my teaching. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, I, I have to do everything how God wants me to do. But here's the part that's for you all. So if as pastor, and I have to remember that, if as pastor, if I lay a quality foundation, then you're supposed to take what I have laid and you're supposed to build upon it. And I have to remember that that I have to just sometimes I got to step back and then let you all build upon. And and sometimes I'm like, y'all need to go and throw this wall up. Y'all need to go and put this one in. What's taking y'all so long? And I get discouraged. But if the foundation is sure, then no matter what y'all build on me it's gonna last. And I have to be I have to be content with that. Just like I was preaching about last Sunday. And so here's the the warning, or I won't say the warning, but here's the instruction for you all as you build on the foundations. Paul says, but each of you must be careful how you build. For God has already placed Jesus Christ as the one and only foundation. And no other foundation can be laid. Some will use gold or silver or precious stones in the building on the foundation. others will use wood or grass or straw. And the quality of each person's work will be seen when the day of Christ exposes it. For on that day fire will reveal everyone's work. The fire will test it and to show and show its real quality. If what was built on your foundation survives the fire, the builder will receive a reward. But if your work is burnt up, then you will lose it. But you yourself will be saved as if you had escaped through the fire. So this is the part that I want y'all to hear. Because I think so many times people try to use the word to scare people into behaving But that's not what this scripture is about. This scripture is about the quality of your work. And what Paul is saying is when you care deeply about things, when when you got the real gospel, you're gonna try to build with, with the precious the most precious materials you can find. You're gonna want it to last. You're going to want it to glorify God. Like you're going to care deeply about $147. Mm-hmm. You're going to care deeply about somebody being able to get to McDonald's. You're going to care deeply about when somebody say they need prayer because they got cancer. You're not just going to say, I'm going to pray for you and don't actually do it. You're going to care deeply about those things because your foundation is sure, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be other people who, you know, you love the Lord and you saved, but you kind of like... Don't really care that deeply. And you build with wood and you build with straw and you build with cheap materials and you go through the motions and you show up sometimes and you participate sometimes and you saved, now, right? But you really don't want you don't want to put your all into it. You ain't you one of them, you ain't gotta do all that people. Right? And so Paul says. That when difficult times come, the quality of your work is going to be revealed. So if I'm sowing, if, if, if I'm if I'm preaching garbage, well, I'm gonna say garbage, but if I'm preaching popcorn and sugar, when the people in my congregation or the or the people that I'm preaching to come up in a difficult situation, when they come up in a difficult situation, All of the stuff is going to crumble. Their lives are going to crumble. It's not going to last. They might be saved, but all that work, all that time is going to be wasted. And it's the same thing when we build, y'all. You got to make sure that you're building on your foundation with stuff that's going to last. Even if God spare you, do you really want to look back and say, I wasted 30 years of my life dealing with wood and straw when I could have been using... It's two by fours and, 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 and metal posts and gold and silver and diamonds, right? Mm-hmm. I could have been building with with quality. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to? You you might escape destruction, but do you want to look back over your life and see that everything that you worked and all that time was wasted, and you really ain't saved nobody? Mm-hmm. That your witness was wasted.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm thankful for my salvation, but I don't want to waste it. And I don't want my witness to be lazy. And I don't want it to be revealed in the last day that what I was capable of doing in Christ, I really didn't do. Right? We love talking about I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me and then don't try to do
0: nothing. We don't
1: try to do nothing. We we say we sit back waiting on him to tell us what to do but we don't do nothing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But we love using that scripture. So I close with there has to be quality to your worship. There has to be quality to your worship. Paul says in the 18th verse, he says, you should not fool yourself. If any of you think that you are wise by this world's standards, you should become a fool in order to be really wise. Mm -hmm. For what this world considers to be wisdom is nonsense in God's sight. As the scripture says, God traps the wise in their own cleverness. And another scripture says, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are worthless. No one then should boast about what human beings can do. Actually, everything belongs to you. Amen. Meaning belongs to God. Paul, Apollos, Peter, Jonathan, Tara, Tony, Janelle, right, this world, life and death, the present, the future, all of these are yours. You belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Anything of quality, anything we produce belongs to God. When I say it belongs to you, if you in Christ, then his, his inheritance,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: all that he owns, all of the promises belong to you. Because Christ belongs to God. Amen. And so you know I my wife, she takes such good care of me, and she I always say that, you know, I'm looking out for you. I don't want you to, to wear your wear yourself down. But it, it it's like, cause we were talking and I was just, she sees how I work at the different things that I want to be great at for God, and she just say, you gonna wear yourself do, you gonna wear yourself down doing all of these things. And I say these things don't make me tired. It's all this other stuff I got to do, like I got to go to these people's job so I can keep my lights on. But I would much rather be in this work right here. Mm-hmm. But I said all that to I said all that to say that y'all is that, you know, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes, and that's why I just needed a day for myself. The reason that I feel like that, the reason that I feel like I do, is because my weakness is important to me. And I feel like if I can go to these people, y'all, and work and not get tired, or I can sit there and watch basketball, or I can sit like, then I can't, I can't slack on on my weakness. Like I can't slack in my study, I can't slack in my reading, and that, and that's why I'm like, you know, I I, I get I get moderation, but my my drive and my desire is always to have the best Bible study. to Always have the best teacher tools it is, is is to always, like, you know, y'all think I'm crazy, but eating off these real, getting a dishwasher and eating off these real plates. Mm-hmm. Not because, not because I want fancy, like, fancy things or your church is fancy. It's like, if he's God's people, then I want him to have the best. Mm-hmm. If somebody walking here off the street and they like, I want them to have mm-hmm. the best. Right, and it's not the best because I'm giving them the best. Like what I'm giving you belongs to God. I'm giving you what He got for you, mm-hmm. and He only has the best for you. So I can't skimp on nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say if I could have just gave that girl a car, I would. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just a car. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. It's just a car. Amen. It's just money, and that's why I'm like, what are, what are these churches doing? That they can't give. So all of that to say, y'all, just make sure in times of distress, people need your best. Mm-hmm. People need your best on your job. Them kids need your best. Mm-hmm. They need quality. Mm-hmm. When you minister to people, they need quality. Mm-hmm. They don't need sugarcoat. They don't need a pat on the back. They need the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: need quality. And they don't need you just talking about it. They need to see you living. They need to see you showing up for them. Time and time and time again. Because
0: that's what God is. Amen. I desire to clear